0: and upload. That's simple. Join Anchor.fm today and get to podcasting.
1: And welcome to the Who They Want podcast show. You already know Big Dog is in the building alongside the lovely Miss Queen Leo. Unfortunately, Jay Taddy couldn't make us with us tonight due to some technical (laughs) difficulties on his show, but we're going to hold the show out and continue to rock out on our own, ladies and gentlemen. So how you doing, Miss Lady?
0: Hey, hey, hey. I'm good. Another day. It's another fucking day.
1: What you talking <laughs> about? We done made it to Friday, ladies and gentlemen. We done bypass those stressful days. Those I just don't want to get out my bed days.
0: Oh, no, my weekend days. You know, my um <laughs> <laughs> my um my weekend don't start my friday isn't a saturday
1: okay okay so, so. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome so what does your downtime consist of you know what i'm saying what is what are some things that you find soothing for you you know that you would be willing to share with the listeners
0: i mean, i can share anything uh, <laughs> <laughs> and music
1: Perfect combination,
0: you know, and that is, uh, yeah, you know, music, reefer, um, you know, me writing, because, like I said, I got, I mean, my man, my my brain is constantly on go, and I don't know.
2: I don't know. Man, well, yeah. The only know. way
0: I can make
1: sense when I write, yeah, I've been kind of inspired lately to get back into my poetry writing. Something I haven't did in a while is pick up a pen and you know write my you know deep passion rhymes. So I've been back in this, back into the notebook lately.
0: All right, and let's see, that's the thing though, like poetry don't have to rhyme, poetry don't even have to make sense to the readers, it can only, it should just make sense to you, you know, it's just my opinion, I think poetry is a time where you can be as open, as free, and as selfish as you want to be. If that makes
1: sense, I don't know. Oh, it that makes, totally makes sense because it it's sense. a way to express yourself without the judgment, mm-hmm. without the stereotype, without, you know, that peek over the shoulder of that ain't right. Erase that, put that back. Like You can really dive in and be as diverse and cultured or uncultured, however you want to call it, as you want to be.
0: If that's how you want to be
1: yeah, you know, so, man, I need to dig in the crates and find some poetry that I wrote, ooh, I want to say, I got poetry dating back since high school here, so that's been over 10 years, I got, like, quite a bit stashed up of poetry, I just haven't digged it out yet, you know, but since lately, I've been getting this Soul Search journey done and getting back to myself again, I'm like, man, I'm so stress-free now, like, I don't hold grudges no more, I don't be stuck in them stuck-face periods of loss and translations and stuff like that, so you know, for me, that's, like, a very good stress reliever to rediscover who I am again. Don't feel good? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Then, you know, you get through a week of really, like, breathing in fresh air again and you know even with the COVID and stuff you know taking those precautions at the same time but then it's like to really just really figure out what H2O really means again it's something to mm-hmm. perish because a lot of us get so tied up into the world we lose ourselves in material things personal issues issues that don't even exist and we get lost in this, you know what I'm
2: Yeah.
1: You letting that mind run when you when you let the mind run free without putting a gate around it, you create all kind of madness, man. And I just want to speak on it. Like, cause I feel right now where I'm feeling we had some discrepancies in our last taping, but I don't feel like you know what I'm saying, we're dealing with that type of issues. Yeah, Who They Want podcast is real talk. Real people, you bring those type of things out. But I feel like you should create a secure way to handle business without all the belligerency and trying to, you know, outshadow stuff. Because ain't nobody on this earth perfect. But getting on here and trying to live cap, and you don't even know what you live capping about, I don't feel like that's necessary no more. That's just my opinion. You feel me? Take it how it is, because I said it because I'm who they want. And if you don't like it, then find you another podcast. Plain and simple.
0: Right. So what's up? So what do you gonna do? What thing we should I think it would be like so dope, you know what I'm saying, if we would collab, but instead of it being um like (sighs) because we are you and I we're mm-hmm. so different yet so very much the same. I would say, and I think if we would, if, if if I think we should get together and write something to show and and let the the writing show the differences and the similarities at the oh. same time.
1: Okay, battle of the lyricists on the pen. I no, 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 no,
0: no, no, I know no, I no. Mean, create... <laughs> because i mean
1: that was that male ego just did upside
0: i mean we can't i think you'll lose but i mean i'm always up for the challenge
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen cash your votes at who they want podcast at gmail.com queen leo versus big dog and a poetry write-off which i might i ain't gonna say i'm gonna lack confidence in myself but i done seen her penmanship (laughs) she's very nice with the pen but I ain't said I can't dope something not like myself. So ah let's get it popped. Let's
0: let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So I think that will be dope.
1: I think it will be too.
0: But That's... I think everybody should should um take time to tap into their hit their, their hidden talents, you know do a little soul searching and you know dating meditation don't necessarily have to be with crystals and sage and incense you know whatever it is that could ease your mind and just you know relax and 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 help you focus i don't care what you do i just encourage everyone to do so
1: uh absolutely like me it's like i'm gonna start doing me some nature sittings. like just cut all my electronic devices out and just like for like two three hours just sit outside and just listen to the sounds of nature but right. you know I try to regroup my mind up because that's the most important part of your body I would think would be like your sanity of your mind like yeah you take for granted you know what I'm saying hmm like you can go to a doctor and tell them about every aches and pain that's wrong with your body right and they can x-ray this they can do all that not saying they can't run tests on your brain and stuff like that but a lot of the times them tests don't never give you an accurate reading of what's really really the root of your problems and a lot of the time it'd be a figment of your imagination running wild that you just keep plaguing on yourself
0: mm-hmm. you know i don't care what nobody say, unless it's terminal i cannot speak for myself and it's just absolutely positively needed you're uh, i don't want a doctor touching my spine my kidneys my heart or my brain As i well.
1: mean i i can't because ah, yeah. it's the thing, this is the, like dealing with those neural nerves of the body those mm-hmm. things are like well needed so bad and you know what i'm saying
0: if and you don't have a clear
1: understanding gonna... of their uses, you'll never fully unlock who you are
0: exactly exactly, and there's a lot of <clears throat> excuse me lost souls walking around, you know um I'm not a religious person, okay, but I am spiritual. I did that, and you know it it works for me.
1: Yeah, cause this is you freeing your subconscious state and what they call it the woken term, like where you can really be so where you in the world but not of this world. It's a different feeling, like,
0: right? That's why I, you know, this may sound crazy, you know, you, I, I, you know, you probably get some, you know, comments about what I'm about to say, but that's why I am like so in love with Lil Wayne.
1: Shout out to the coat, my favorite rapper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> because he, I mean, in in damn near every song, you know, he's showing his, his spiritual side. You know, like he said, I am not a human being
1: literally yeah and i love it and this is something i just watched the interview early on youtube and it brought me back to how my mindset used to be i used to have his same exact mindset no homo but i used to be like he used to say when they'd be like Wayne, who's your favorite rapper He like man i listen to so much of myself all i know is me <laughs> like he give be the best responses to any of his issues
0: because i mean that's his craft so you have to listen to your own self to improve yourself and I feel him on so many levels and people who are so spiritually inclined, they are on a lot of different drugs because they have to deal with what's going on, in, you know, with them internally and then seeing certain things.
1: Absolutely. So,
0: Yeah the outside of human being i am not from this earth you did um
1: (laughs) i think it was like what back in oh seven it was it was around the time he dropped the carter documentary though and i remember when he gives this point about i like being in an elevator and then people see my tattoos and some people move close and he goes, some people uh, look at it and immediately jump off the elevator. He's like, I like that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you think about it. I think about now I went and I did the lock my hair up thing. I got tattoos. You know what I'm saying? You follow like everybody got a trend or something like oh, I did this because like, how his motto be, I went and got my tattoo because Tupac got a tattoo. And then I'd be like, oh, man, I grew up listening to Lil Wayne. So I went and got a tattoo because he kept getting new ones. And I ain't even started on my first one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but he's so spiritually free that I just, I I, I love him. Yeah. Him, um, and Dennis Rodman. And I was like, you know, I used to have a mad-ass crush on him. You know what I'm saying? Right. People's like, you know, he's weird as fuck. He's not weird, he's himself. You know, he's not, he didn't allow the world to confine him into one box. He did whatever the fuck he wanted to do. And that is so amazing because a lot of people don't have the inner strength to do so. And it don't take being a millionaire to do so.
1: You know, it's just
0: that you just see the millionaires doing it. You know the 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 high profile doing it. When I see it every day, it is every day,
1: every day. Shout out to Jay Z. My dog just invested <laughs> in own cannabis plant. <laughs> we on the same subject of spiritual enlightenment. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: That man went and invested. Like y'all don't look at the way the world turning. Well, that is becoming us the, the gateway medicine for like things we need to deal with right now
0: but see people when 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 they say it's a gateway drug they say it's a gateway drug and it's going to open you up to a whole lot of other drugs no when i first started smoking weed i think i was like 14 okay when i first got high i was so deep inside myself that it was so fucking scary like i was like you know what i ain't never doing that no more you know i felt some things and you know, I don't know. To me, you know, it it was a gateway to me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know. I, I really can't explain it. Like, you just be so much floating and so relaxed that you just don't give a fuck what nobody else say. And
1: <laughs> Plain and simple though. It's like everything around me could be falling apart but for right now i'm elevated and i'm at peace with it (laughs) that type of like i'm in the middle of rush hour traffic with a smile on my face like okay (laughs) here i am
0: control what you can and let the rest work itself out
1: powerful words queen yeah
0: Yeah.
1: that's real though that's something today when i ventured out into the world again i got reconnected back with her i had to rely like you no, have the power. You They're have not. the power to control the outcomes of situations, and you, the ones you don't have the power to control, you just let them flow. Mhm,
0: mhm. This is true. This is very true.
1: Very. Hey, you, we be walking around here with a frown on your face. What you frowning out for? You woke up this morning. You what? still got a roof over your head. You still got a meal to grub on. Like, what is you upset for? You still on two thousand eight pain, and it's two thousand twenty.
0: Maybe I'll let that shit go. You feel and, me? It's And then, you know, um, for a long time, I carried a lot of hate. I carried a lot of hurt. You know, because I was molested from the time I can remember up until I was 15 years old by the same person, my aunt's boyfriend. And even after I told, I told because I was afraid because she walked in of him. I was nine <clears throat> and um everybody stayed in my grandma's house. You know, back then I thought my grandma's house was a fucking mansion. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. It was, it was um me, and my mother, two of my aunts, what one, two, three of my uncles, my aunt and her child, and her boyfriend, the Molester, and then my grandma and my granddaddy and every Sunday, I had had a chance to see everybody, so I didn't realize that we was, like, literally sleeping on top of each other. (laughs) Hmm. You know, but she came in, and um, I had on a gown, and he was trying to enter me from behind, and she saw it, and the first thing she said was, get your fast ass down those stairs. And because, huh, my mother was so close, I was like, "Oh my God, gonna get a whipping." You know, that's—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm nine. That's what I was thinking. That's how. Yeah, feeling.
1: that's your worst-case scenario mindset as a child. I agree.
0: Yeah. So when I—I I, I did tell my mom, you know, I was kind of like, I was silenced. Don't tell your because my favorite uncle at the time, um, both of my favorite uncles, was in the Marine. You know. And they was always protected when it came down to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And she said, you better not tell your daddy. But I didn't know what else to do. Like, I felt like, well, damn. I don't told, you know, in my head, I thought I did something wrong for a very long time. And even after that, it continued. And it continued so much and it lasted so long that it kind of felt normal to me. You understand what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, okay.
0: And my aunt used to treat me like I was some female on the street after her man. Not looking at me as the child. You know? And um, I used to run away. I used to run away a lot. Um... My sister's 12 years older than me. And I remember sitting in my grandmama's house. The best way I used to deal, because I, I mean, and when if you notice, I really don't sleep a lot. If you ever know, if I'm ever just like sleeping a whole lot, something is really bothering me. That's how I deal with it. So, you know, I used to sleep all the time. And my little sister was there, she was two. And my grandmother, she had breast cancer. You know, back then in the 90s, excuse me, the survival rate of breast cancer was like, what, 7 out of 10?
1: Yeah, very slim back then.
0: So, um, she was hoarse. They took off her left breast. She was paralyzed. I want to say it was her right side. And Mm -hmm her voice was no louder than a whisper. And a lot of things, you know, we had to do for her. But um, my little sister was in, in the living room. I was laying on the sofa. And he told me to come in the kitchen, you know. And I was like, no, you know, please leave me alone. You know, he was like, well, what you going to do? I'm not going to do nothing. Just please leave me alone. Well, if I can't fuck you, I'm going to fuck your sister.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: And at that point, in my grandmama's kitchen, I just let him do whatever he wanted to do to me to protect my sister. After that, I went back into the living room and I laid down and I went to sleep. And when I, I didn't, I don't think I slept that long because when I woke up, my sister was still there, but she was looking like something was wrong. And I kept asking her, you know, what's wrong? Did he touch it? What did he do? And she told me. Okay. Um, I then told my grandmother and she told my mother. And when we got home, my mother called me into her room and she said, if your lazy ass wouldn't have been sleeping, he wanna never touch my baby. And she slept me so hard that my nose bled and I didn't see none of the bright light. And that night was the first night I ran away. I was fourteen, and I used to run away all the time. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, you know, it was just. I don't know. I guess that's why I'm so protective now. You know, of those who I really care about. You know, like when it comes to my kids.
2: Right. And and, and
0: anybody. And I I hated my mother. I hated my aunt. And I hated my grandmother because you was put in a situation to protect me. And you didn't protect me. You silenced me. And you kept him around. You understand what I'm saying? You kept this guy around and you kept me quiet and then you know I was already felt as though I was being treated differently because I was tallest you know the heaviest and the darkest and you know I don't have the straight wavy hair or a very light complexion. So, you know, the only granddaughter that looks like that, I mean, my daddy is 6'6". Six, six. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, genetics, on that behalf. Yeah, yeah
0: I'm his first girl, so everything about me is him. Okay, I just gotcha. started, yeah, I'm just starting to see my mother in me, and I think I, I see my mother in me as far as looks are concerned because I have let go all the anger and their hurt.
1: Mm, so instead of becoming better, you just became better.
0: Yeah. I mean, because it wasn't helping me. Hating them wasn't helping wasn't helping me and and I cared to hate, I would say, what, up until like 10 years ago. Hmm. And when he got killed, I wasn't going to even go to his funeral. I didn't even give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? And I wrote a letter to him. And at his funeral, I put it in his casket. And I thought that I would be over all of that. But I wasn't. Like, still now, certain smells, you know, will trigger those memories. Um... certain things sexually. Like don't hold my wrist. Whether it's sexually or not. Don't even with just playing, don't hold my wrist together. Mm -hmm. Because then I will go into that mode, that attack mode. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, it was just a lot. And it went over into my personal life um my my work life and I was I used to hold my kids so close to me to the point where my oldest son used to always tell me I can't be your baby forever you gotta let me go and I'm like what you mean I gotta let you go you could, you know, do whatever you want to do, but I wasn't showing that. I mean, they go outside and I was the mother. <laughs> like, I was like the, the neighborhood auntie.
1: Oh, okay, one of those protective patrol. Yeah, in but, the box.
0: yeah, you fuck with one of those kids. I'm going to be knocking at your door. I'm pulling up. I don't give a fuck where you are. I don't care who you are.
1: Mm-hmm. I respect that.
0: And that's one of the reasons why I have such a violent criminal background. Because my background, if I get arrested again, I'm going down the road. And that's just the bottom line to it all. And I used to keep my nails short, because I was like, you know what, I gotta baby to bomb my fist up, I gotta baby to use these hands. That's why my nails are long. And I, I'm, I'm going to keep them long because I can't ball my fist up. I
1: love it. Created a, created a mechanism to keep yeah. that from reemerging out of you. Love yeah.
0: that. And a lot of people don't underst- understand that. You know, why are you always getting your nails done? Why are your nails so long? That's why. If I'm upset, I can't ball my fist up. And I know I'm not going to break my nails. I'm gonna walk away i'm gonna find I'm gonna find another way to handle it you know i i can't I can't pull on them because they took my license away. I could never get a gun license ever again wow you know um so yeah, um. I have, that's why I started really expressing myself. And if I show you a lot of my writing from the time I was 10, and I still have like sticky notes, um, napkins, anything I could write on. You know what I'm saying? That's what I used to do. And I still have all of that. And they were so hurtful that's how i let out my my hurt and my anger and when i stop writing is when i start fighting
1: i think that's something that kind of really made me i would say attracted to you was just you know really getting me i'm like the i could connect like almost instantaneously and mm-hmm. in, you know, being that at, the, at that moment, I didn't really even know who you exactly was. Like, I know we was like social media friends, but I ain't never like had a conversation a day in my life with you. Mm-hmm. And it just it was this one very deep. It was just everything you post is always deep. So I can't like stick a, you know, pin on like it was this particular poem because everything you write is, you know, brilliantly written. But it's just the photos too that like if you look at the photos, like you know how they say a picture say a thousand words? Like mm-hmm. your photos related to the, the stanzas or the poems is like you could tell this is coming from a broken person. Yeah. And you be like, well, how can you figure that, big dog? Easy, cause you look at the stanzas. Like the stanzas say a person that can freely express themselves. On paper, but won't say too much in person is a broken type of person. Like those are the people that's you know how to say. say I don't,
0: I don't like that word. Please don't use that word. Don't use that I, word. I apologize.
1: I probably no one is
0: broken. You know okay. what I'm saying? It may be no, hurt. I
1: I they mean... hurt.
0: Don't say broken. I mean, no, 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 no offense. You know, I'm just saying that's just. I, I got
1: don't, you. Because I don't change the demeanor. You're right.
0: because I don't think no human couldn't can be broken they could be hurt they mm. could be tattered. they can be drugged through the mud but they're never broken because they always bounce back a broken person don't bounce back they just stay there they just stay stuck and you know what you're right it's a lot of broken people out there you know what i'm saying but i just i don't i don't i don't i don't like that word I when referring to a person
1: I respect that queen. So we just—I was just say you could tell that person just went through some things that made them who they are today. We're gonna reshift the narrative,
0: right? You know, my friends be like, you know, um, I can't believe you smoke weed with your two oldest sons. My two oldest sons is twenty and twenty-one. You know, we've been. We've had an open and close re- relationship since birth. I don't censor my kids. Say what you feel. Express yourself. But always remember that I'm your mom and I will fuck your lip up. You know? And you know, I used to get a lot of backlash from family memories. Be like, um, why is she out there around her kids? Why is she in here talking to us? I don't like y'all. I'm going to be around those who I love. I don't like y'all. So, yeah, I'm going to be around my kids. You know, the same aunts that talked about me. You know, because my daddy Haitian. You ain't about a Black African Buddhist question.
1: Ooh, sap I say to all my souls, you did <laughs>
0: <laughs> You know, um, why you so dark? Oh, my God. You just got the nappiest hair. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that, and now they see me. Oh my God, you have you're so pretty. You still pretty, and you have the prettiest skin, bitch. Bye. You still don't play with me.
1: Like still pretty? What is the still? Like I ain't able what stop being
0: right. If it, if it wasn't for my uncle and my father, you know, and my oldest brothers and the non-biological brothers that I had and still have, I'd be fucked up. You know, I would really, really be fucked up because running away, you know what I'm saying? Um I met this guy and I was a virgin. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I never I when I said I was a virgin, even though I was molested, I still consider myself a virgin because I never freely gave anyone myself.
1: There you go, line that up, okay?
0: <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Stop,
1: stop it. I got you.
0: So he um, he tried to pimp me out. He really did. He he um we was in in these projects in Atlanta called Lakewood Village. And he had me in this house with this apartment, and it was cold because it the lights was off, but no the gas was off but the lights was on, and the lady used to open her stove up, and I didn't know that you know she was a smoker <laughs> and he he um he said, "I need you to come walk with me." And I'm like, "Okay, you know, whatever." So he was this other apartment, which was pretty much just a trap house. And um, it was like this room, you know, more so like a walk-in closet. Okay. Where they'll buy their shit, and then they'll go in there and smoke it. So he said, um, I'm gonna need you to go in there and get that money. You know I me. Mean? I'm rough around the edges, but I'm greener than a motherfucker. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, I open the door, and it ain't nothing but crack smoke. You know what I'm saying? So, I cover my nose, I look around, like, I don't see no money, let me get the fuck about it. And he was like, Did you get the money? I said, Man, ain't no money in no. there. He said, Don't get your motherfucking ass, man, get that money. I said, It ain't no motherfucking money in them. That's just me. You know what I'm saying? That was right. how I was. And I still got the spot in the back of my head, because when I said that I turned around and he took his pistol, he took the butt of his pistol and hit me in the back of my head and I fell. And I remember waking up, I was in my ex-husband's car before he was even my boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? He was just he just so happened to be there. And I can safely say I never seen him again. I never seen that guy again. I don't know what they did to him. I didn't ask no questions, but I never seen him again. No way in Atlanta. And at the time he he recognized me, you know, from the neighborhood. He uh-huh. knew my you know, my uncle, he's like, man, what the fuck you doing out here? You know, and what you doing way over here? And You know what I'm saying? Pretty much chastising me for being in that neighborhood. Right. <clears throat> because he knew what kind of family I come from. You have to go to the hospital. Went to the hospital. I was in the hospital for three days. My mother didn't come now one day. Hmm. And he was there every day. He the first day he stayed overnight. He's like, you know, I gotta go. I'ma uh, get you some clothes and stuff. What size you wear? I'm like, what size? Well, Go home. I got clothes at home. You know, again, I'm green and rough around the edges, and I wasn't used to someone outside my family really you know what well, I saw my father and my uncles really giving a damn. Yeah. So I was like, what you mean with size i wear? And he just got my clothes out the bag. We were, I was at Grady Hospital. We got my clothes out the bag, got my size. He came back every day he every day I was there. He when he went and got me an outfit and a pair of shoes. Shoes, bra panties, socks, the whole thing. And he was like, you have to go home, you know, you need to be in school, et cetera, et cetera. And he was big on that. He was a street nigga. He was married to them streets before, way before he was married to me. But one thing he didn't play about was me getting my education. And, you know, you know, this little rough tomboy girl. Everybody know her. Everybody knew me when they see me, but they didn't know my name.
1: Okay. The
0: only thing they knew was the tall thick girl with the um with the bushy ponytail. You know, and when him and I I don't even know it, it it's so crazy because that was one ghetto ass relationship. It was never like, you know. I like you or I want to get to know you or will you be my girlfriend? Check yes or no. I didn't have mm-hmm. that experience. It just jumped didn't.
1: straight into a, I already know you and this is how it's going to play out.
0: No, when he when he <laughs> took me to the hospital mm-hmm. he, he never left my side unless he went to jail.
1: Oh, Okay, gotcha, gotcha.
0: You know, even when he went to jail, it was like he was still there because you know, back back then you had, it was a such thing as the kingpin. You know what I'm saying? Or it wasn't such thing as workers. It was Lloyd's in the, in the dope gang. It ain't that no more. You I know?
2: Do.
0: So when he found out, you know, everything that was going on with me family-wise, he was like, you know what? I can, We we can go get our own apartment and I'll take you to school every morning. So he won't fuck with you you know, and excuse me, he did that. I was 16, and um, that's when them starter jackets and shit was hot. I had it. He bought me he bought me a leather starter jacket.
1: Okay. Shout out to (laughs) Starter.
0: He bought me a leather starter jacket, and he bought me this leather Adidas jacket. And my cousin had wore my Diesel jacket home. And I ain't seen the motherfucker no more. It was just gone. <laughs> I mean, I've seen him again, but I never seen my shit no more. You feel me? I got you. So, um, I got his starter jacket. You know, a little Lakers starter jacket. You don't want to give up my shit. I'm going to take your shit. The Try same. auntie Yeah. yeah. The same auntie, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She just hated me. We got into a fight. Like, you ain't, you know what I'm saying? Bitch, I know how you feel about me. So I'm not just going to let you run up on me like that. And she bit me on my knee. And um, I didn't say nothing about the fight, you know. Shit, I just fuck it. We fought. I still got my jacket. I'm gonna go home.
1: Yeah, at that point you victorious at that point, girl.
0: <laughs> you didn't took Sorry. the and I walk away with the jacket. Like ain't nothing else we had to talk about at this point. <laughs> right. So we um had on got home or whatever. Yeah, I got home. I'm sitting there, you know, my biker's choice and my t-shirt. You know, lounging around the house. This is the fuck wrong with your knee? Why you need so real? I didn't even pay no attention to it. And I looked down, and right now, today, where she bit me at still had the imprint. Mm. And I didn't even know I was pregnant then. I was 16. I didn't even know I was pregnant. We went to the emergency room, made sure I was okay. They gave me a tetanus shot. And everything was good. They didn't say I was pregnant. You know, my, my period didn't really change that much because I didn't start my period until I was 16. So, you know, it was nothing to be alarmed about. And I didn't have nobody. A lot of shit about being a female, I learned from my uncle wives and the streets. You know, I will forever be grateful for my uncle wives. Both of them because they was there for me. There was the only females that I felt was there for me. And they took time out to not only talk to me, but to know me. So anyway, um, of course they had to tell them what happened and whatever, went to the hospital. And at the time I was pre- I was I was pregnant. I found out I was pregnant. Um August the twenty-fourth because I just I kept feeling these pains in my stomach, like oh Lord, stomach hurt. Mm-hmm.
2: You
0: know, keep getting gas. You know, me and my friends, you know, all of us was Pretty much, I guess you could say hood chicks. All of us was rough around the edges. You know. Girl, you got a jelly baby. the fuck is a jelly baby? Because when your period come on, you're going to be a big blood fire come out and you'll be all right. So in my head, that's what I was thinking for like three months. Mm. (laughs) I was 24. I went to the emergency room for these stomach pains. Um... Came back home. They just told me it was gas. Okay. Uh huh. And came back home. I'm thirsty. I'm gonna get drunk. We drank at Cisco. And he's always telling me, with these apartment. It was one tree in front of these apartments, and across from the apartments was my high school. So, we was get drunk, stand up on that tree." They know when I get the drink and I'm show the fuck out on somebody. <laughs> that <is> the... <laughs> got
1: that one ratchet one in the clip. <laughs>
0: yes, the one that's always smiling and ready to fight. That that was me. It's like man, even it mean. Just... I mean, it got so bad that the local, you know, the little looks, liquor... It wasn't even like a look, liquor... Yeah, it was a liquor store. I guess you could say. You know what I'm saying in the neighborhood. The little plaza, that was what we call it. I said, I oh, don't know, motherfucker. Look, she on the age anyway. Well, you know, there's a right in the gear and we, we cannot just turn, you know, we can't not just serve her because he gonna cut the fuck up. Man, man I got drunk. I had um, paged him. You know, used when I page him, you know what I'm saying, he'll pull up.
2: hmm
0: he ain't pull up page him again. I ain't call. I ain't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? So that Cisco and me was like, "Bitch, it's time to take a walk." I'm walking with the with the Cisco. while the orange was my flavor. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: I want my second bottle of Cisco. Now, mind you, this still Thursday, and I want you to keep Thursday in your head. Gotcha. When I tell you this. Okay. We walked down the pier of halls or whatever. We fight. I found him. You know that Cisco was like, I don't know what the fuck. They were. I don't know what the fuck was in it. Every time I drink it, I I will fight. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: So I walked down there and I I went to the trap. You know what I'm saying? I seen him. He was all up on the some girl. And I was like, oh hell to the mall. This why you ain't motherfucking you know, hit me back. What's up? So the girl, look, you know, she was the older kid. You know, she was older. She like, little bitch, you better get out of my face. Bop. That's it. That's all. Here he come. Man, what the fuck around you? What you doing out here in the trap? What you mean? Why you ain't, you know, hit me back or whatever? You're the reason why I'm itching. You don't gave me, you know, you, you don't you gave me the clap. That, this was in my head, okay? Uh-huh. 16, you know, a little rough, you know, a little hood Back in the 90s. <laughs> you don't gave me a motherfucking disease. I ain't got you shit. You don't motherfucking lie. I pushed him. And the first and last time he hit me, he slapped me. First, it was just us pushing. You know what I'm saying? That, that was normal because he knew me. Everybody knew me. So we getting into it, everybody was like, man, don't touch him. Leave him alone. You touch, he's gonna kill you. Leave him alone. <laughs> so he slapped me. And when he uh-huh. slapped when he slapped me, I dropped the bottle and the bottle broke. He turned around. Now take your motherfucking ass home. Fuck wrong you. Man, I picked up that bottle. He died with that S in the back of his head. Wow. We both went to the emergency room. That's when I found out. That's when the first pregnancy test, out of all the pregnancy tests that I took, came at positive. I'm drunker than a motherfucker, pregnant as hell.
1: Mama raised a hell raiser. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> Saturday night. Okay. I feel like, oh, my God, I got the shit. I can't shit. I'm just sitting on the toilet. So I'm just pushing, pushing. I'm on the phone um, with my best friend at the time. May he rest in peace. His name was Frederick Leonard Thomas. And he was like, you probably need to take your head to the hospital. You know you're printing. And I'm probably about three, four months. You know, I don't need to go to the hospital. Just hurting. I stayed a while. I can walk stay her. So at this point, I called my uncle. I said, nigga was hustled. on her. I don't know what's going on. They told me two days that I'm pregnant. You pregnant? Bang, I'm 16. I said, look, I was crying. And I wasn't a crybaby like that. I've never been a crybaby like that. He's like, I'm on the way. So he picked me up. He picked up my mama. We hit the Grady. E. This was like a little bit after midnight, close to 1 o'clock in the morning.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they was like, she's pregnant. You know, She, my mama said, you know, she's pregnant whatever. they do doing ultrasound. They said, oh, baby, you in labor. Like, what the fuck you mean I'm in labor? Just found that I was pregnant on Thursday. And so... <laughs> I said, yeah, that's a full grown baby boy. That, that baby gave a take about eight pounds. That Cisco ain't the devil.
1: Cisco, Cisco had to turn that baby to a meat.
0: And my mom was like, what? What? Here, yeah, she in label. I was like, oh my God, I'm crying. I'm scared. You know, I didn't know nothing about changing no pamper. I know nothing about none of that. You know, mm-hmm. even though I had my little sister, that was my sister that wasn't like a practice baby. <laughs> you know
1: what I'm saying? Yeah, because mama still took care of those basic essential needs. So
0: I'm like, oh my God, I'm pregnant for another baby. I never felt such, oh my God, the pain. Is that we're going to get your epidural? Oh, hell no. She even had her baby without all that, but I was in so much pain and I was so young that they had to give me an epidural. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the book for, because as they was putting the epidural in, my son was coming out. <laughs> so it didn't have it didn't have time to. To work
1: because. At all. No. That
0: adrenaline was
1: too high. Yes, it was. That's what
0: that is. I didn't start feeling numb until he was halfway out the cooter. They had to cut, I had to get a, um, well, I ain't going to say the word because you're probably going to ask me what it is, but they had to cut me, a piece of me because he was tearing me anyway. So they had to cut me. I had stitches on the inside and stitches on the outside.
1: Is that like a minor cesarean? Sort of, kind of?
0: No, nah, baby, they had to cut my coochie. <laughs>
1: okay. I mean, I know you said I was going to ask anyway.
0: Because
1: yeah. I was a C-section, baby. So first day, I had uh, my mom, I was like,
0: C-section. I, no, all my kids was vaginal. So, um, he came. He finally came. He was at the strip Club. He finally came. I'm texting him. I'm sorry, paid to him, you know, my code. He pulling up at the house. So the name like, man, she went to the hospital. They say she's been to have a baby. He said, a baby. We said, five dollars. You know what I'm saying? So he rushed out to the hospital to smell like the strip club, reefer, and alcohol. All
1: uh, oh, that in one room.
0: <laughs> right. Now, I had my first son, nine days after my 17th birthday. And we didn't have nothing for him. When well, he came to the hospital room and he saw his son, he stayed up. He was like, man, I gotta make some phone calls. I'll be back. The fuck, don't you see me and this baby, my pussy, the man cut open and saw back up. What the fuck you mean? So when I got home, my baby had everything. He was stocked up for a good. I didn't have to buy him anything, unless I wanted to, for a good two years.
1: Hot boss moves. Ah.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I then, mean. then when. Back then, when you had a baby, you staying in hospital three to five days.
1: Hello, tell them the story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when I came home, I had a crib, I had a bassinet, I had a playpen. Um, I had pampers from newborn up until, like, the size four. Like, the whole second bedroom was just full of baby shit. You know what I'm saying? He had, you know, his little workers, the little junkies and shit, to set it up and everything. Like I was like, oh my god! I was happy and sad at the same time because I didn't get to enjoy my pregnancy the way everybody else was used to talk about being pregnant. You know, mm-hmm. ripping my belly and feeling my baby. I felt my baby move, but I thought it was gas because I'm taking pregnancy tests. And see, back then you had the blood test, and you had the urine test. Okay. You see what I'm saying? And I like I remember going to Grady because we used to go to, to this teen clinic, and they used to have, you know, sex education classes. And me and my homegirls, we started going there because a lot of shit we just didn't know. And what we thought it was didn't make sense to us anymore. So we were mm-hmm. like, you know what? We finna figure out what's going on. So we go to the teen clinic and everything. And, uh, yeah, that's when I found out there was no such thing as a jelly baby. But they gave me a, a pregnancy test. Again, if we had the, the blood test and the urine test. First time I took it, the urine test came back positive. The blood, the blood test came back negative, okay?
2: okay? So
0: four days later, I had to come back and take it again. I took it again, they both came up negative. My mother was working in the doctor's office. Excuse me. Um, She was an LPN. No. Yeah, she was an LPN. And um, took a pregnancy test there. It came back negative. You know, so. In my child mind, I wasn't pregnant. But when, the, when I did get a pregnancy test that Thursday and they told me I was pregnant in the emergency room they didn't do an ultrasound or anything like that. They actually did a pep smear, and which is weird because I gave birth that Sunday of that yeah. same week. Sunday. Yeah, you would think by him giving me a pep smear, he would have um, ruptured my membrane because the baby was like right there. You see what I'm saying? And he didn't. That
1: was tough. Yeah. No, that was... That was something definitely.
0: Yeah, so um Keith was right before he turned three. He went to jail. You know, my ex-husband went to jail. Okay. Um, he did propose to me. I guess that was a proposal. (laughs) We was at we was at Waffle House and um I know, I know. And it's so weird because we used to go to the Waffle House and I never wanted nothing to eat. I used to always get the same thing a cup of ice, some orange juice, and a coat. And ain't getting nothing to eat. Mm-mm. Food just, I guess, because, you know, I was pregnant, the food just didn't.
1: Yeah, I agree with that sensitivity, the smell at that point. All that grease and everything smelled more in the food.
0: Yeah, even after I had him, it just had this smell like... The first time I ate Waffle House ever was two weeks ago. When I... We would get up. We would get up. We would, we were at 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry. What you I want to eat. My son said he wanted some Waffle House, so... I did post got the Waffle House. All-American breakfast. Then I said, I got to eat this waffle. <laughs> I took one bottle of the waffle. I was already full, but I had to eat the waffle because you know that's the signature thing, the waffle. It tastes no different than any other waffle, but you know whatever. Right. So anyway, we sitting at Waffle House. I'm sitting there chewing on my ice. Um, he like, you know, I got that ring. You know, which was him giving me gifts, especially jewelry, was nothing out the ordinary. You know what I'm saying? I had so many rings on my finger. I had probably, like, three rings on everything. <laughs> Both. So. <laughs> okay, keep going, Queen. Keep going. That, that wasn't, you know what I'm saying? So when he said, I was like, oh, okay, I don't know where I'm going to put it. You know, like, well, you got to take all the rings off and I give you this ring. I'm like, what? Eat my Mickey Mouse ring? <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, whatever. So, you know. Um. I'm taking the rings off, putting them on the table. I'm thinking, clean, clean. You know, the rings on the table, they're looking around. So he's like, so when you put this ring on, that means we're in it forever. Now, like forever? He's like, yeah, forever. Forever, forever, forever. Ever. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> and I was like, so why I gotta be with you forever? He said, 'Cause you're gonna be my wife.' I said, oh, okay. That was the proposal.
1: That was the hoodest proposal. <laughs> that would not even <laughs> wouldn't even put that in a movie. But okay.
0: <laughs> so um, I said, oh, how am I playing a wedding? You know, I don't fuck my people like that. You're like, man, fuck all of them. We're going to get married in Jamaica on the beach and I'm like oh shit I'm telling my friends I'm showing them my ring I still got that ring I'm showing them my ring whatever I'm not gonna get married you know you be my husband so rest in peace to the realest realest bitch I know she was killed her name was Patrice she was like Bitch, you finna marry him just because you got to beg for him? You out here be no d hole you know he ain't gonna be faithful. He, you know, he too much in the streets, man. Trees, fuck you. You just jealous cause you ain't got no nigga. Did my man. <laughs> okay,
1: it's the 90s. You gotta think. That's like a typical argument right no, there. <laughs> I love this. Okay, you could see.
0: you know, mean trees, chica. Two more of them, shit, because me, uh, two more other my friends, you know what I'm saying? Um, four of his friends, um, a couple of my, we all get on the plane, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. He bought everybody planes. You know, we, we, we finna go down here. We finna take this cruise. When we get to Jamaica, you know, we're going to get married on the beach. So <clears throat> we took we took we took a cruise, we got to Jamaica, and um he's like, "We gotta hurry up, we gotta get you a dress." I like, you ain't got my dress out because I was so used to him. having... Yeah, I mean he was and everything, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was like very organized, you know what I'm saying when he planned something or when he even with to the to when... We moved in together.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He told me to walk out the house. Everything you need already there. Shoes, clothes, just come on out the house, put the slides on, let's go. I had a clothes, I mean everything. I didn't I didn't have to go back home to get anything. I had it all right there. So that's what I was used to. That was the type of man he was. So he's like, we gotta hurry up and get you a dress. And I'm like, what? Nigga, you slipping. He's like, I'm excited. You know, you finally finna be mine. i like, but we've we been together for whatever, whatever. He's like, nah, you finna be mine. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I picked out this pretty long lace dress. Okay. Okay. Um, I thought it was so pretty. And it wasn't like... <laughs> It was like a power blue, <clears throat> excuse me. It was laced, and it was like the prettiest dress I've ever seen. He was like, Man, now I gotta find something to match that. shit. Luckily, he found a cute little linen suit, you know what I'm saying? Um, with some flyers. Uh, Stacy Adams,
1: nice shoes, Stacy Adams. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, I found me some some cute shoes, and he's like, "You can't wear no heels in the sand." And I don't think what he heels, cause they were cute, you know.
1: Right.
0: And um, he's like, "You ain't gonna be able to wear no shoes in the sand." <clears throat> Excuse me. And the lady was telling, "Well, you know, you're not gonna be able to wear your shoes in the sand either. You might as well I go barefoot." And I was like, "Yeah, that shit dope as fuck." We're going to be barefoot foot in the sand, you know, at 5.30 in the evening. You know, this is all of my head. Sun ain't going to be sitting, we ain't going to be it's going to be pretty. You had my no ticket torches set up. I mean, it was so pretty. It was simple, and it was pretty. And that was our wedding. When we got back home, we was married. Gonna give me a beautiful fantasy like that, then drop it with this <laughs> faded
1: <it> out <laughs> exit out of the snow
0: yeah. like, And yeah, then, um <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Then we went on. Um, we he went to, well, he got locked up. He was he was on locked up for like ninety days, and he was like, you know what? I'm gonna give my son the biggest Christmas ever because you know we both come from well. I didn't want for nothing. You know what I'm saying? But as far as everything else, we 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 kind of both come, you know what I'm saying, from some fucked up background. Gotcha. You know, his mama was cracked out, supposed to got turned out, <clears throat> excuse me. And um he's so crazy. <laughs> he's like, and my son had everything. His first, you know, every Christmas. And then he's like, you know what? Fuck it this year, when we wake up on New Year's, we are gonna wake up in Spain. I said, nigga, you lying. He said, yeah, that's gonna be your Christmas present and our honeymoon. I like, shit, let's do it. And on New Year's, we was in Spain. I was 17. And I thought, like, I mean, he was, <clears throat> excuse me, he was so, even though he was a street guy, I was, I mean, he was just so hood, but getting a passport and putting some stamps on them and living life, he was all about that. Word. I was like, oh my God. So, in March, he went to jail. He did, <clears throat> excuse me, he was supposed to do five, but he ended up doing three. He came out, um, I got pregnant, but I had a miscarriage.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Six months after that, he went back to jail. He came out um, a year later, got pregnant. With my second son. (laughs) And he was like, let's go to Palm Springs gonna do in Palm Springs. They're gonna pregnant. I ain't even gonna know what. Yeah, let's go to Miami, then we'll go to Palm Springs. All right, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> He's like, um me and Ty now we're gonna go on down there and then we you know get everything straight because we got some business to take care of down there and we'll send for y'all you know next week. You know, so I'm like, okay, whatever. Then you know, he gave me some money, <clears throat> excuse me, got me hair braided, which you know, did the norm. Then he was like, You need to go to Western Union to pick up the money to get the ticket. Come on down. Okay, cool. Did that. You know, he was standing there waiting on, Well, all alone because I was we was the only one that was married legally, but everybody was married. You know what I'm saying? We already know. They were street guys. It was just some shit. Just, just came with the territory. You're gonna fight some bitches. He's gonna go to jail. He gonna do some dumb shit. You're gonna do some dumber shit. That's just the way it was. That's just how it was. So, you know, he down there. I'm like, oh in yeah, Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, he had this Christ of the had the wind road, you know, the the top pullback. We just riding everything. I couldn't go into the bars because I was the youngest.
1: <laughs> gotcha. I
0: was the youngest and <clears throat> he didn't want me to be drinking anyway. So um but you know we had a good time. I did a lot of shopping. A lot of shopping
1: sound like the black tony montana story
0: no 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 <laughs> it was just you know I'm hood, say. Hood, Luke.
1: <laughs> everything he talked about that so my about like i'm watching superfly sometime this weekend <laughs> <It's> intriguing again
0: <laughs> you know i went to palm springs and he was like well we gotta cut it short because we got to go back to Miami, but we're gonna see y'all back home and we'll be home in a couple of days. That was nothing out of the ordinary. You know what I'm saying? That
1: was, that, booze, that was a boss move.
0: Yeah, that was nothing, that was nothing out of the ordinary when we did, Absolutely. you know, trips, local trips. But you know, we come back home. We we chilling, I'm chilling. I'm pregnant as hell, you know, as time goes on getting more and more pregnant (laughs) this time I knew I was pregnant and um, I had him my second son everything was good and and Kevin was six months he went back to jail see what I'm
1: saying (laughs) ladies and gentlemen get you a street dude that loves jail time
0: (laughs) (laughs) he went back to jail gotcha um, but well he he only did like a year, okay, home everything was good. he was home for a long time. got pregnant with my daughter and we laying up sleep am full, you know, in the middle of the day, I want to say about two two thirty. Bam, 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 bam. On the front door. Bam, 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 bam. bam. On the front door. On the back door. What the fuck? You know? So he was like, Don't go through the door. I got it. He was so calm. You know what I'm saying? I go outside. After they got him, they came in the house. I ain't have no guns drawing on me. Put your motherfucking hands up. What the fuck? What's going on? You know, he don't been in jail before, but he never brought the streets to the house. Right. I was scared and mad at the same time. They tell me, get on the motherfucking ground. I heard him in the living room. She can't get on the ground. She pregnant, leave her alone. She ain't got shit to do with it. We both go downtown, Come and find out. That's when it was the Miami boy, okay? Some of my and somebody from Miami came up here and robbed some dude. They went down there and retaliated. They retaliation led to multiple deaths. Okay. Okay. And they got the weakest link. The weakest link snitched. Gave a name. So.
1: Gave him a cigarette and a cold soda. He was like, I'm going to tell you who it was.
0: Yeah. So, you know, he had to deal with that. Excuse me. He ended up coming back home. When he came home, I had already gave birth to my daughter. He was actually trying to make it to the hospital. You know. But he did get to see her. He, He spent three weeks with her. And he had to go back to jail. This time he was doing a murder charge, a double murder charge. You know, they 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 pinned two of them on, and I never seen him again. I got a phone call saying that got a phone call from him. <clears throat> Excuse me, he said I'm an informant. You know. They said I got pneumonia. So first thing in my head, you know, when I didn't got eight. <laughs> so you know, back then, that's the first thing gonna come to head. Come so I'm to get
2: yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to get tested. I'm good, and come to find out, it was just pneumonia. Being in that, and you know, I guess the the jail was fucked up, and mm-hmm. um, the police officers they did jump on him, and. You know, he had, you know, a couple I didn't know none of it. You know, he had a couple of broken ribs and that's when the pneumonia, the the pneumonia set in. Um, He didn't get the proper care. So he had been sick in that cell for so long. He had sepsis. Okay. Yeah. He came from the infirmary to the hospital. They treated, everything was clear and the nurse was so cool. Every time she came on duty. Hold on, somebody to walk. Anyway, mm-hmm. every time she came on duty, I was able to talk to him. And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry for putting you through any of this. You know, um, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to be home. I was like, baby, I know. I said, you sound tired. You know, he's, um, I don't did so much in my life. And he's like, the only good thing that came out of everything was you and my kids. Mm-hmm. And he's, I just want you to forgive me for not being there the way I should have been. But it's in me. To go out there and provide and do what I have to do. I said, Yeah, I said, "Um, Of course, I forgive you. You know, we, you gave me a good life. You still give me a good life. I just want, excuse me. And that's why I tell people their words are so powerful. You know, I just, that's what I said. I want you to get to. I said, I want you to get well enough so you can rest because you sound tired and he did
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know the nurse was like yeah you know we'll be moving him back to the infirmary in a couple of days you know he's good now <sighs> well he's like yeah I'm, I'm, it's time for me to rest anyway I'm about to give all this shit up I'm tired You know, he was 13 years older than me.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I said, well, I'm going to love you no matter what. I said, I'm going to have your back no matter what. I don't care what nobody say. He's like, I know. I said, but um, I guess, I don't know why, but I kept saying, I need you to rest now. You don't been through too much, it's time for you to rest. And I got a phone call probably like four or five hours later. He had a massive heart attack and it took him out.
1: Yep. Dang. Dang. That's that. Come on, man. You got to
0: rewrite the story. That's
1: the way the story is. It was real life, but that's
0: the way the story is. That's how it ended. And it was so hard because I didn't get to see him. I didn't get to say goodbye the way I wanted to. My daughter never got a chance to see her father. Never got to know him. Hmm. So that shit, like right now today, it hurts. You know, my son's father. I don't give a fuck what me and him done been through. When he came into my life, um, she was how old Miss K? I was think she was like six months. Probably younger than that, cause it was before she started walking. He was around when she started walking. Okay. And. He's still around. We're not together. That's the only daddy she knows. Okay. Even though his only child is the son him him and I have together. He never not include her. All the rest of my kids, for that matter. So here we are today.
1: we are today ladies and gentlemen you just got the life story from the queen herself that's it it. <laughs> don't try to wrap it up with that weekend really that's it that's all like...
0: well no you know that's why a lot of times I try to avoid certain situations because I know I'm very explosive. I don't like to argue.
1: I think the uh listeners know that by now.
0: <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't like to argue. Oh, you now. said
1: don't. I thought you said you do. It's like I think I was...
0: don't. I okay. don't because after so many words, I'm gonna wanna touch you. And
1: Shout out to the long nails, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. You know, and I I know how I am. You know, it's not just gonna be, okay, we fight you one, I won. It's over. With. No. I'm gonna keep coming back and coming back. Every time I see you, I'm gonna fuck with you.
1: Hey, but that's like an old school tradition that needs to come back. That's what made you better at who you were. It's like, okay, you got me today. But I'm gonna get up next day. I'm yeah.
0: If, even if you get me, yeah, you ain't you ain't gonna know you got me because you gonna have to you gonna have to work hard.
1: There you go. Like that was that's was something that I come from. That's like a background I come from. Like yeah, so seven days a week. So finally, you just like you know what. We became the, the best of friends because we didn't spend so much time trying to, you know.
0: No, nah, we ain't gonna be friends.
1: See, I can't deal with you on that part. Like,
0: <laughs> we ain't gonna be friends.
1: I had a beautiful message in there, and you just ruined it just by the no friends zone. Oh, baby,
0: once you beef with me, you gonna forever beef with me. I don't give a fuck. Nope. <laughs> See,
1: that me telling it came back.
0: You was so horrible.
1: <laughs> <bad. laughs> Not now that thing came back
0: in. No, I don't know. It's just, you know, I probably won't go to the extremes that I have went to. You know, because I feel like I'm too old. You know, these old ass lupus slash lifestyle slash poly bones can't deal with jail cells no more. I'm just saying, can't deal with the paddy wagons, the shackles, the handcuffs. and, I and, I so.
1: and the way things is going, I don't even think they' gonna put up a fight with you.
0: <laughs> I can't, you know, and I know, you know, like that judge told me in Clay County, that bitch, that bitch came up from the bench and came in my face, and she said, "You." are the prettiest thug I have ever seen in my courtroom. (laughs)
1: That's like the most deranged compliment to get from a judge, (laughs) but okay.
0: Yeah, she said, I'm reading your criminal history, reading your rap sheet, reading the shit you've done, and looking at you, and you just standing here with this innocent look on your face. She said, that fucks with my soul. And I said, what you want me to do? I asked, I said, what you want me to do about it? Now you in my face. So that means you're ready to go to war. Robe or no robe. We can go to war. So I told her, I said, so what you want me to do about it? She said, I'm going to tell you like this. by I ever, See your name come across a court docket anyway in Georgia. Cause I'm I been locked up in Jackson, Clayton, Clayton, Cobb, um, Decatur, Orton, Atlanta, Rome. Man, it's just, it's fucking crazy. I mean, these people that I got into it with, that I had gunplay with, I didn't know these motherfuckers, they just you know, I, I didn't know them. And she told me, she said, this is your second felony. You know, three strikes you out. You either get it together now or you're gonna get together down the road. I said, all right, whatever. We finished. And she just, you know, they was looking at me like, what's wrong with her? <laughs> like, this is a judge. You know what I'm saying, but in my head, when you get up in my face, if you that bold to get up in my face,
1: you become a threat. Then
0: yeah, so you know I'm I'm be you know we're in a, I'm i surrounded by these bailers, you know they hand on their gun, they ready to shoot a bitch. <laughs> they feel, they feel to protect this five-foot-three judge at all costs. So, soon as
1: one figure would have came around.
0: Yeah. The only thing I had was my no words. I had, I mean, I was pissed because I feel like this bitch tried me with a robe on. I bet you, you know what I'm saying? In my head, I'm, I mean, I'm fuming, And she know I was. To the point where I had to put my hand behind my back and hold them.
1: We need this if there's a director out of here that would love to shoot a movie. We can't shoot in none of the areas she just named out
0: though.
1: So she got a clip ass here in Florida.
0: <laughs> so you know, I you know, I was like, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And but her words shook me. And she hugged me. She like, please stay out of trouble. Please. And she walked away. I walked away. I didn't think about that shit until after I got home and calmed down because I'm filming. You know what I'm saying? I don't got in my little Tahoe. Came on to the house.
1: <laughs> Mad as fuck. Now you got that nickname you got now. I was, I was trying to put it I was like, I ain't never asked about the nickname, but now I see hearing this story tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I see
0: why you got that nickname. Yeah, so, you know, I don't have arguments because one of them at work all the time. You know, and I got a family that's depending on me. I got my mama. I got my uncle. I got my kids. And they was like, you know, people always tell me, your boy's 28 and 21. I don't give a fuck if they 58 and 51. They still my baby. And if they ever need to come home for any reason, that's what it's there for. And I'm going to do anything in my power to keep that ship afloat.
1: Salute to the queen.
0: You know? And that's it that's all no matter what i have to do i'm gonna do it with pride because that's my family
1: that's dope man shout out to everybody that come from the struggle that she you know i'm saying not even a struggle but just come from situations in life where it really gonna make you or break you type moves
0: yeah you can't let it break you you can't You you can't You can't.
1: can't uh like him, he gave me so much kind of insight on so much. I ain't saying ladies and gentlemen, I want to go out and become a key pen. I ain't never say that <laughs> you. That's me. But kingpin, that's not me. that's not me.
0: You know, so you know, like I tell people, I've had my dick in the dirt, you know. Um, when we was talking about the homeless man, I've been homeless. When I walked away from from my house, and it's like, you know, tired.
2: Oh, okay.
0: You know, I'm sleeping in my car or whatever. You know, at whatever friend's house. My kids at my mama's house and I'm like, bitch, it's been 30 days and that shit changed. You need to get your shit together. This is not how it's supposed to be. And my kids were so used to seeing me no matter how many hours I put in at work, they was used to seeing their mama. And when they wasn't seeing me as often as they was used to seeing me, or when they seen me, I was always upset. I felt like they was building up resentment And that shit hurt me. And I was like, you know what? You got to get back on track. And I did. That's why we, we was talking about, we was talking about homeless people. And, you know, people, you know, it was excuses given as to why they was homeless. You can come out of any situation you want to if you really want to.
1: Word.
0: So, me being a crutch to a grown able-bodied male or female, no. It wasn't me being heartless. No. You know not what a- I'm saying? It was just that <sighs> some people like that dick being in the dirt. You know, they like that feeling. I didn't like that feeling. So, you know.
1: <laughs> Super bald, <bomb>, dope female.
0: <laughs> I didn't, you know, I was used to being the queen of my own castle.
1: I did you that.
0: My daddy. That.
1: A book in my mind that I want to work <laughs>
0: My daddy used to always tell me, You ain't shit until you sleep in, in the master bedroom.
1: Mm.
0: You know, he's the realest, rawest man I know. He told me that. He said, You ain't shit until you sleep in the master bedroom. So, like, you got a point. Definitely got a point there. And in order to sleep in the master bedroom, you got to hold the master key.
1: There you go. Talk to him.
0: So that's what I've been doing. Except for those, those brief 90, well 110 days that I didn't. But never again.
1: I did that. I did that, Queen. I did that. <laughs> oh. I'm so hurt Jay missed out on this beautiful, glorious moment, but then again, it's kind of okay. Jay Taddy couldn't be present with us because I'm quite sure he would have gave Interrupt Shot to interruption. <laughs> but that's still my dog, though.
0: I <laughs> always, always give a big shout-out to Jay Taddy. You
1: did. He would have loved this story because he's always fascinated by you know, those type of scenarios or those type of truths that really, that he can relate to and I feel like, yeah. man. But, you know, salute to that. Salute to who they want. You, did.
0: you know, and I won't. I wish, and it kind of hurt my feelings to have that blowout that happened last night because I feel like I took a step back and I don't like going backwards. You know what I'm saying? And that's why (laughs) in the argument, I was like, you know what, fuck that bitch. I don't give her too much airplay. I'm done. I had to be done because I would have drove the Bainbridge. So. Yeah, I was mad at myself for even going there with someone that means nothing to me. Because that word bitch will get you fucked up.
1: Gay, gay.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? When I heard the word bitch, I was like, what the fuck this whole sorry? Oh.
1: I tried to tell her that moment of that heated moment. I was like, you got to cut down for the belligerency. Like, I know what you said in those moments. A lot of people don't take that reckless talk too tough. You want to play with, you know, knives and daggers. You got to be willing to take the cuts that come with them. But, you know what I'm saying? We're going to move forward from that moment. We had it. We duked it out. It is what is written, uh, recorded and You did. And now we're gonna move forward that. Hey, bygones got to be bygones one way or another. It's either, you know what I'm saying? It ain't like, oh, he sounded like he choose a side. But truth of the truth is, I got to protect who they want. (laughs) You feel me by any means? It's like she got to protect her integrity. (laughs) So the same token. If I got to come to the executive decision that, hey, there's a lot of friction, and we can't even get to the root of the friction, then I'm just going to kill the static altogether. Plain and simple. You did, ladies and gentlemen? Hope y'all enjoyed this wonderful round of Who They Want podcast with Big Dog and Queen Lido, ladies and gentlemen. You did.
0: And just know arguing and fighting is not a bad thing. Only only if you're arguing and fighting for a resolution now if you're just out here just talking and fighting the air and you're not you know working towards a problem or a solution or something it's okay you know to be like shit fuck it i'm done walk away because you cannot argue with people who ain't got shit to lose there
1: you have it ladies and gentlemen (laughs) who they want podcast get it how you live you dig
0: be careful how you get it though because that shit gonna come back
1: look here, you with this extra karma (laughs) rotation
0: (laughs) (laughs) no you know i'm a strong believer in karma
1: oh absolutely i mean we ain't gonna it's real ladies and gentlemen if y'all thought it was fictitious, somebody lied to
0: you i would i'd rather you to you know have karma knock on your door than me Karma might have a little, a little
1: sympathy. Let's just put it up. there.
0: I'm coming with none. I'm
1: gonna need you to, yeah, okay. We know you're ruthless. I'm no, coming. I'm
0: not. No, I'm not. I have anger problems.
1: That's okay. <laughs> it's okay.
0: But anyway, you know, it's all um flowers and sunshine and rainbows and unicorns.
1: Stop it. Tell them and I, that, that was not just you just then. What? It's all flowers and sunshine, and rainbows, and. Whoops. It is. This is not a bag of lucky charms.
0: The fuck is life?
1: There you go. Say that.
0: Life. That's what it's I'm life. looking for. Roses and, and sunshine and rainbows and unicorns represent what could be, but what isn't at this moment. That's how I
1: see. it. checkmate, ladies and gentlemen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, whenever you're ready for this, um, like you said, this lyricist battle.
1: Uh, Oh, we're bringing that back up.
0: I'm just saying, my pen on fire.
1: You've been writing the whole episode, properly.
0: (laughs) No, I haven't. (laughs) Trust you. No, that's what I tell people. The shit I put on Facebook, if I don't like it, I mean, it's just like me writing, except for I'm swiping because I don't type, I swipe. And, you know, if I come back and look at it and write on a piece of paper, that means I like it. I'm like, yeah, I like that shit. Let me twerk it a little bit. Let me change it up a little bit. A lot of them I just put out there because. Um, in that moment, and I know once it's on the World Wide Web, all eyes are on it. So that's my stage.
1: Salute to that. So, ladies and gentlemen, y'all stay tuned for the lyricist battle. You yeah. know, exclusively on he's, Who They Want podcast.
0: Yep, he's about to get a verbal assassination oh she
1: taking bodies by the pen i like the challenge i'm going tell you like oh 450 cent, i welcome all the commas i'm standing right here babe <laughs> you ain't ready for mr who they whoa you dig?
0: <laughs> oh we can get it you know what i'm saying we can get it. i'm i'm not i'm not gonna bruise your ego too much you know a
1: little subtle a little subtle <laughs>
0: I'm gonna have to pause for a second. So Tempo I don't know if you want to continue.
1: Timfo ladies and gentlemen, this has been who they will podcast. You dig? Yeah, y'all, y'all,
0: y'all, you know. Bring um uh, yeah, email them. Who y'all think will win? We already know. I don't give a fuck what nobody thinks, but you know, for the sake of entertainment purposes.
1: Thank you. I'm honored that you would go
0: ahead and give me the <laughs> award. Thank you. For the, see what else I'm talking about. For the for for entertainment purposes only. Okay. I'll Come on. Yeah.
1: With the pen in the pad, Queen Leo. Oh,
0: ain't no pen in no pad, baby. we gonna freestyle.
1: Oh Lord.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Really, you gonna hit me with that one?
0: What? You said a battle. When you battle, you freestyling. Where have you, where have you known somebody to battle with words and they come with a pen and a pad? What the fuck you taking notes for? Uh-uh. uh-uh. No, buddy. <laughs> All gloves are off.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, she just took me back to 08 in the high school rap battle. When <laughs> I <laughs> body dude they used the notebook. <laughs> like, how do you bring a pen and pad? to a freestyle battle ice right. that's mm-hmm. not even lyricist though that's just stupidity yeah. <laughs> you did but this is our show ladies and gentlemen y'all enjoy